a new episode of Creative in Focus. And today, guys, we have a special guest for the podcast. But rather than me introducing who is in the guest, but let the guest introduce who's the guest. You get me? Okay. <laughs> All right. So who are you? Who are you? Hey, guys. My name is Ezra. I am 23 this year. I am a dancer, choreographer, and dance instructor. All right. So if you guys are watching this from YouTube, right, if you see Ezra moving weirdly like a Batman, why is that? I woke up with a bad neck. I'm like Batman right now. <laughs> so I'll be turning like this and this. I mean, you need to look at the camera. Like, you can just like... Yeah, have I know, a but, but still... You, know, <laughs> you want to show your face a little bit? Just, just a bit stiff, just a bit stiff. Alright, and also, this video was not sponsored by McDonald's. If you guys see McDonald's logo over here, we... Not we, I haven't had my coffee yet, so McDonald's to the rescue. We don't, we, uh, no sponsor, just in yeah, So, uh, Ezra, I don't think he has coffee, he has water. Uh, water. So, Ezra, water. welcome to the show. This is your first time. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Alright, so, before we get into the topic, right, is there anything new that's happening right now with you? Right now? Yeah. Um, right now, recently, I joined the J-Debat competition on JD Sports. Okay, what's and, that about? And basically, uh, we were just supposed to choreograph and make a production, like our own video to a K-pop song, right? So, uh, yeah, that happened. I don't know what the results are yet. The results are not in yet, but we'll see. I think, I think by the time this video is out, the result will be out as well. So then by that time, you can check out my profile at Instagram, et.ezro. <laughs> like it's so fast. Shameless <laughs> whether I got anything. But also, um, besides that, like other big projects, I would say, um, I'm right now, it is October. We, uh, recently, I worked with uh, Dollar on a new music video and come back, Impikan. It's coming out at the end of October, so I hope you guys... Hello. Okay, I think uh, approximately this video will release after the uh, music video, so check it out as well. If you guys missed it, after this video, go check it out. Yeah. Dollar. <laughs> wow, a lot of plugs, man. People need to endorse our channel already. <laughs> Gotta do it early, early on, early on. <laughs> Alright, so I mean, recently we just finished a project with Eunice. Yeah. That was uh, mind blowing because that was the first time I actually shot a dancing video. Right, right. So if you guys want to check it out as well, the links will be in the description. Go check it out. Eunice, like, stuff for three or four days. She 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 water starved for three days. Oh, That's commitment, yo. Commitment to the art. <laughs> and, and also dancing in the freaking sun <laughs> Shooting in the freaking sun <laughs> Alright, so um, let's get into the topic So those of you who don't know, right Ezra is actually a dancer Well-known dancers and work with a lot of artists And brands as well So if you guys haven't known him yet Go check it out And if you guys are li like really interested in you know, Making dancing as a career Because he has done this as well And I've known this guy from uni But we only like officially met this year <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like uni, I've seen him like here and there, but only during the dance concert. So, Ezra, this is an important question that I want to ask you. Why dancing? Why did you pick dancing? Because, you know, we are all from an Asian family. Right. Usually, the, the career choices that our Asian parents will say be a doctor, <laughs> be an engineer, good money, be a scientist, uh, be a scientist, <laughs> why dancer, no work, no money. So what, what, why dancing though? Why do you pick dancing? Um, well, actually when I was younger, I, I 
well, since young, I've always been into art, just a different kind of art. So I've always been into, uh, when I was younger, I liked graphic design, actually. I liked drawing. I used to draw in primary school. And then, like, at one point, I started to, like, um, f- take an interest for singing instead. <laughs> for singing instead. So I went from art, as in, like, like, drawing, to singing. And then from singing, I started taking acting classes, drama classes. And then after that, only I started to, like, have a thing for dance. So dance was actually the last on my list of to-dos. To so wait, how did, how did, from acting, mm-hmm. it became dancing? Um, well, I... What sparked that? I, I always enjoyed performing arts. I always enjoyed performing in general since I was young. But the specific art form of performing wasn't specified. Like, uh, like at first I thought I would be a singer. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there like any clips of you singing or not in any YouTube social media? No, not not in sure? YouTube and social Club, media. SoundCloud, No, 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 don't have, don't have, don't have. Okay, okay. All right, then uh, I went to acting, and I really still do enjoy acting a lot. Actually, it I feel like that what that's what built me, and then when I got into dancing, it was it was when I was about like twelve to thirteen years old. It was because of K-pop. <laughs> okay la, At that time, it was the K-pop. At the time, I remember the first song I ever heard was Two Anyone's Lollipop, and then the second song was Abracadabra by Brown Eyed Girls. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And after that, I just started to take dance classes. You know? So, and from then on, it just went from there. Like I enjoyed dancing a lot. I started dancing with my friends. I started taking up dance more. I started performing. People started. Recognizing me because I'm from Ipoh. I'm from a small town of Ipoh, so like everybody knows everybody. <laughs> yeah, so so like in Ipoh, um, I started to get a bit of recognition for my young age to be able to dance. Apparently, uh, at fourteen, fifteen or so, I was part of a few organizations like Leo Club and all that, and they would have me perform once in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it started from there, and I just felt like. I have very supportive parents. I love my parents so much. I <laughs> oh, okay. La. Nice, nice, nice. I'm one of the lucky few <laughs> that has really supportive parents. My mom was a bit more skeptical, but for, for, for both my parents, they supported me like all the way. Yeah, uh, since they could see like since I was young, like I was 13, 14, I already said like, you know what, when I'm studying, I'm going to take up performing arts. You know, and they and they support it since. And then. that's where I know Ezra from. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, alright. We'll get into that topic soon, okay? Soon. But you know, uh, like your your work ethics, right? As a, to make dancing as a career is not so. It's not very easy, especially in Malaysia, because dancing hasn't been recognized unless you're like a freaking traditional dancer. Like you've seen the big big um, government co- concerts. They will be have like traditional dance. Unless you're there, I mean, you can make a career out of that. But your form of dancing is totally different. Can you like elaborate on what kind of dancing you are doing at the moment? Uh, at the moment, um, I well, as an umbrella term, I do street dance, but I'm not limited to only street dance. But what I mainly focus on is uh, choreography under street dance that takes inspiration from a lot of styles. I don't. I wouldn't say I'm a pure style dancer. Uh, which means I wouldn't say I'm a hip-hop dancer or a wacky, whacker or a dancehall dancer, you know. I 
I like to take inspiration from a lot of different styles. I learn foundations from a lot of different styles, and then I try to make it into choreography. But I enjoy doing choreography the most. Yes. So how how was the work ethics? What what was your work ethics to build make this as your career? Um, <laughs> like you said, it's not easy. It's not definitely it's not easy. It's not easy, especially um, cause I feel like especially uh since when I started out um and now also the government support is not that great. To not great, but I I don't think there's support. There there is very very minor support in very certain small. certain sectors where we have certain leaders who have worked together with the government to make things happen. Yeah. So um, but in it's not a lot, and that only happened recently. So before this, there was actually no government support. No, and if you were a dancer in the scene, everything you did was um quite independent. Uh, so you have to uh, us as a community, we would build ourselves up. Right, so when I started, um, uh, it wasn't easy. But I've had, I realized that what helped me grow was actually the main thing would be connections. So like, so like, uh, you can't make it anywhere without without knowing people, without getting to know people. I wouldn't say I'm the most sociable of people, but I make sure I get my connections. You know, take opportunities whenever it's possible, and slowly build self from there. But also, there needs to be, um, a sense of discipline and a sense of a commitment to the art form in the sense that. Uh, when I put something out, it cannot be the Malaysian style of ala. Ginger. Yeah, it, it cannot be that sort of like ala bolejela kind of thing. Like I, going the extra mile. La. I, I, everything I put out, I try my best to put like give more to it. So if I give more to it, then in hopes of it reaching a bigger audience or getting me more opportunities, you know. And I feel like that kind of Mindset is what I look up to internationally, where everyone, no matter what product they put out or what kind of work they put out, is definitely top of their game, and they try to top themselves each time. And I feel like that is a bit lacking here in Malaysia. So I want to, I make it very, uh, very evident that this is my work ethic and I need to do this to myself. Yeah, to, yeah. to at least give a benchmark to the future people that's gonna be doing this. If, if not even for the future people, just for myself personally, like I want to keep growing, I never want to stop. So I you're do. trying to be the best version of yourself every day? Every time, every single new product I put out, I make sure like, you know, I did this last time, let's try to up it a level, let's try my best. Kind I of love thing. it man, I love it. <laughs> Alright, so, I mean speaking of like every time improving, right, there's, you've, I, I know that you've taken a lot of jobs, you work with a lot of brands, right? I don't know if you want to share this or not, but what, what are the worst? Okay, let's get, make it like simple, what is the worst experience you had as a dancer working with clients, brands, and other companies, and the best. If you want to name drop them, up to you, bro. I believe people will be like interested to know. <laughs> I, I stay drama, out of drama a bit lah. <laughs> nah, I... This is Malaysia, man. You will find drama everywhere. That's the best thing about Malaysia. We will find drama everywhere, but you will always see me at the sideline just sipping coffee, watching. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. No, but uh, worst experience. Worst experience. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's a singular worst experience. Multiple. There have been multiple under certain um, 
Okay, let, okay, okay, let's put a name to it. Let's call, let's call. Uh, let, let's call, let's call. The black, the many blacks. Let's call them many blacks. They won't know lah, they won't know lah. The many blacks. Yeah, right. many blacks. There have been multiple, um, bad, uh, like, like, early on, I would feel like when I, when I perform under the men in blacks, um, it would be quite fun, but o- over time we started, me and my friends, we started start being used, kind of thing, right? And like the last thing I ever did for them was probably the was definitely the worst thing. Where um, as usual, there was a there was an annual event. Okay. I think I think I know what you're talking about. There's an annual big event. Oh, <laughs> I know that. Okay, 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 okay. For the sake of people who's listening to this, please elaborate on this because they need to know what happened. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, at one annual big event under the Men in Blacks, um, they had, as usual, with every year with our dance crew, they have us perform every year. So uh, we would prepare as usual. But this year was like, I'm not this year. The last year we did it was, when was this? Uh, I think it was, 2019. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, yeah. 2019. So that was last year. So that would be the last year that a lot of us would be in un- participating in the event. So we thought like, oh, you know, let's do this properly. Let's go for. Oh, out. so that that you already decided that was the last year you're gonna be participating. Right, right? I already okay. decided last year. But you know, as usual, like if it was the last year, you wanted to end nicely. Yeah, I you mean, know? you ended with a bang though, <laughs> in a different way. All right. So so what happened was, uh, we. We practice, we rehearse for a week plus, you know, kind of thing. Every night we stayed back, we rehearse. We even had like uh, some ex members uh, come back from uh, Shah Alam. She drove all the way. You know, we gave a lot of effort into that. We bought and made costumes as well. And then, so uh, come to rehearsal day, and as we're about to go, like, we all oh, rehearsal kind of thing. And the one of the, the stage. Managers comes up to me and uh, uh, guys, you're performing, and I was like, oh wait, this is during rehearsal. Rehearsal, rehearsal. Or like on the day of the event itself. No, the day before. Okay, okay. Cool, on the cool. day before, it, guys, you're performing, and I'm just like, yeah, we're performing. Oh, uh, did you are not on the list? Oh, okay. And, and we're just like, oh, but we are performing. Like, like the the boss asked us to perform, you know? Kind of thing. I was like, okay, okay, we'll put your name in, kind of thing, just to shorten it, and then we rehearse, chill, all good. But the next day, I started having, like, really bad feeling. <laughs> so, so the performance was all the way at night, but the event is a long day thing, so we were there since morning. We came in the morning to, like, you know, just have, have some, a good time, or, like, just chill, and be with friends before the event. So, like, um... Uh, I just started having this bad feeling. Well, I'm not sure. The, the gut feeling, right? The, the, like, like something's not right. So I, every time I had a chance, I kept going back to the stage managers and asked, like, do you put our name in? Do you put our name? And every single time they would say, yes, you're after this. Yes, you're after this. Uh, so, okay, I'm like, okay, and you know what? Just, just, my, just my bad gut feeling, apparently. Not a bad gut feeling. <laughs> so what happened was, um, we got completely ready kind of thing, and we... We prepared already, already like full, full attire, makeup all done. I go down and then I ask them one last time, like, hi, uh, so we're after this, right? And then the stage manager's like, yeah, 
goes away, directs another person to me, a junior, and the junior goes like, hi guys, I'm sorry, we can't let you perform. Your performance doesn't match our event criteria. When we were already ready backstage. Okay. Fully ready, you know? And and at this point, I'm like, okay, what? what? <laughs> like, like, but but every everyone said it was okay. Like, like, until but, the last minute. Until the last minute. And I said, like, okay, is there any specific reason why we can't go on stage? If there is, can there was a VIP at the event. So I was thinking whether it was because of a VIP. They didn't want the VIP to see our dance. Because there were a lot of other dancers that night, but they were mostly cultural, which I feel... And they said our event was not very cultural, but I feel that's wrong because, I mean, street dance is a cultural event. Yeah, itself too. Right. And yeah, at the end of the day, it's a performance, you know? It's, an, it's entertainment, so... I, I, I don't know who was the VIP at that time. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was two VIPs. As usual. But, um, so I said, if needed, let the VIP... We'll perform after the VIP, you know? Like, at the... At least you want to perform. At least we go out on stage. We just d- do our performance. Which you, know? you, you eventually did. Uh, uh, yeah. Wait. <laughs> so, so what happened was um, our friends. Uh, like we got a lot of friends to come yeah. and everything. You don't, we just want everyone to like, if not everyone in the event, just, just the people that we know what, who came and watched to watch our performance, you know, we, at least that. We pre- didn't prepare for nothing. Okay. So I'm trying to discuss discuss this and eventually my members and my dancers also come and they start and I then they find out that we're probably not performing so at this point I'm trying to keep calm and trying to keep things you know going but everyone else started getting really angry rightfully so I'm not saying anything they were rightfully angry when it came to that Everyone started getting really riled up and rightfully, cause like, I mean, it's they are right, man. Like, like they practice so hard. We practice so hard. All we want to do is go even, on stage. Okay, disclaimer: Do you get paid for this? No, we do not. Yeah, see, <laughs> you know, you didn't get paid for this, but you actually invested a lot of yes. money as well, like transportation, um, mm. props as well, and that by right you have a lot of emotions going on, and they say you can't perform. Right. And, and we were supposed to be near the end. So, yes. so, like, so like they put us near the end and we're just waiting there and we're watching the event end in front of our eyes. Oh. Like, like, like performances are going on and we're like, can we not go after them? And then they're like, no, cannot. And then like, okay, wait, let me ask the boss. Someone goes to ask the boss and the boss says, they didn't audition with me so they can't perform. Okay, wait, wait, is it, uh, okay, I know who's the boss. Right, and the thing is, the boss has seen us perform every single year. We perform for so many events, you know, and for some reason, the boss was just salty. We did an audition before doing this performance. But, so, but here's the thing, you got permission to do it, right? If not, how, why right, would you be doing it? We were approached and we were looked for to perform it. Yeah, yeah. right. Right, okay. So, so then, at, uh, that's not even the worst part. Worst part was like, la 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 di da. Um, we, the event ended and then we were just like, can we not just go on perf- stage and perform? You know, what's wrong with that? And we were just chilling near the stage, you know? And one of my members, she's 
sat on the stage. She like walked on the stage, and one of the stage hands just manhandled and pulled her. Yeah, yanked her. Okay, yeah. So full disclaimer, uh, there was a scene where a female dancer went to the stage uh, because she was angry yeah. and she wanted to perform. Because by right, yeah. There's a lot of emotions going on. Oh, <laughs> Ezra, you wanna you wanna you wanna continue what happened? Um. Well, uh, the stage hand, and I feel I still I definitely feel that he was wrong because the my friend and the dancer that he yanked was just a girl and she's be- like one six four. She's small and that stage hand was like one eighty, a huge man. You know, like there's nicer ways to go about this. He yanked her off. Just grab and eat. And uh, with all the emotions already happening there, it became a, it didn't become a fist fight, but it became a full blown argument. And I'm just sitting there watching, like, yeah. Okay, full disclaimer: <laughs> we all heard it from the crowd. We all heard it, mm-hmm. and that's when I know something happened because there was a, a moment of silence, and then the announcer came and started, you know, yeah. making cover sh- cover the shit up, cover line. Yeah. Oh my god. I, yeah. I only knew what happened the day after mm. because uh, one of my friends was. Uh, dancers there and they told, told the gang and then the gang told me it's like oh so that's why that that i heard that voice yeah so um yeah pretty much so um after that we you will expect the organize uh, the the company the men in black to at least pr- protect us or uh talk to us about it but they just told us to get lost. Yeah, I, I remember there was like police also come. Ah, uh, police come. Everyone almost got arrested. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Well, going back to the street. Yeah, you belong in the street, y'all. This is not good culture. But, but, but anyway, just saying, um, yeah, no one got arrested, but it really got full-blown. It got unnecessarily... Bad. Bad. And yeah, pretty just much. So that was my worst experience. Um, because like, uh, my worst experience was that because at the end of the night, after a lot of discussions and, and uh, debates and arguments, I cried for a whole night. <laughs> but anyway, that was a bad, the bad period. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that was a full-on 10 minutes bad experience. Wow. I mean, that, that goes to shows that there's not always ups in dancing. There's always ups and downs. And not all industry, they understand what's going on and what is creative mm-hmm. arts. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. truth be told, I work with people like this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they appreciate what we're doing. Sometimes they don't appreciate. It's because the important thing, the two things that is do, happening is because one, they don't have the knowledge of what we are doing. Two, they have this alter big, 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 big ego of thinking that you know they know better than us. Well, that, that is what what like that, I don't know that is what is happening to the whole creative industry right now. Not to like put it in a most negative way lah, but there are a lot of people who appreciate this. There are there are there are so many people who appreciate so people. and help build up the arts and the creative scene. But at the same time, there are also people who just use it for profit. yeah, just yep, taking advantage of it. Yeah, and um. We as the performers or artists, I understand like uh, we uh, sometimes I go through hard times, but I need to keep reminding myself never to like give in to these kind of people. We must make stand for what we have rights for. So, so um, I know we've been talking about a lot of negativity right mm-hmm. now, but guys, let's let's talk. About, let's bring it to the more positive level. So, Ezra, <laughs> what has been the best client 
memories ever. You can name drop them because they deserve to be named. Because these are the... Like, they deserve to be named, giving you a best experience. Who are they? I mean, worst experience we can give, but then by the time... Most of the people listening to this, they know who is it. I'm pretty sure most Everybody of the people listening. If you guys don't know, comment down below. Ezra will comment who is it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, who? What have the? What are the best experience you held, got as a dancer? Best experience I got as a dancer. Um, before I got like client things. Um, they they. Oh my god, there's so there's a. Okay, few. let's start, let's make it the top one. I... For the sake of the timing, <laughs> for the sake of the timing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I uh, best experience for me is performing, being able to be chosen to perform for Royal Family. That that was a best experience, but that, that wasn't that wasn't a client that wasn't a client experience. That was uh during their workshop, and then after during the concert, I got one of I was one of the selected ones to perform. Yeah, so that that was really cool. Um, in terms of client experiences, uh, right now I work with a lot of. Um, artists. I uh, so like I work with Zamira. I work with Dollar. I work with uh, Elizabeth Tan before. We will talk about that later <laughs> on if you guys and, are interested. Yeah. So then and and I'm there's more upcoming. You know. So I would say like working with all these people have been amazing because they all appreciate, especially people like uh, Zamira. Zamira as an artist herself, she never undermines dancers. She looks up, she makes sure the dancers are recognized as an artist with her on stage, you know. She even made a Instagram post about it. Yeah, I saw it, yeah. Yeah, so working with Zamira is always amazing. She works so hard and it's always, she leaves me to do my creative things, but we work together and make it work. At the end of the day, when you perform with Zamira, this is this different feeling. It doesn't matter if the audience is kind of dead. We hype each other up, us dancers. and You guys are in your own world. We are in our own world. It's our own zone. It's our own different experience you know and i honestly feel like performing with zamira and choreographing with zamira is one of the best experiences wow right shout out to zamira man zamira Zamira is one of the artists that i look up to as well i mean she created a lot of stuff even the newest one she did for old town old town oh yeah that was was really really dope man i I didn't even realize she can rap Using your food. She can rap with anything. Shout out to Zamira, (laughs) man. All right. So, uh, let's get into another topic is that right now, you're seeing the younger generations coming out with dance moves. Okay, I mean, you're an expert, you're a veteran in the dance industry right now. I wouldn't say I'm a veteran. I mean, you started a long time ago. I haven't haven't started that long. I started four to five years ago, which professionally just three years, which isn't actually a long time for the dance oh, okay. industry. We have a lot of older, more respectable people. But uh, So I would say I would say I'm rising, but I wouldn't say I'm a veteran yet. Keep rising, man. Keep rising. <laughs> Never keep falling. Man. All right. So from your own point of view, right? Like you've seen this younger generation popping up with dance moves. Like I've known, I've seen TikTok like this, these two da- small girls. Uh, I forgot what's their name, but I'll show you later after this podcast. Mm-hmm. But dude, they have been like collaborating with different, different artists like uh, B-Boys uh, Fiction If you know Fiction yeah, 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 And then fiction, uh, fiction. Dania Dania Is it Dania The one that does The robot dancing uh, I forgot her name But she has curly hairs Okay I, I know she, who Yeah yeah she, she collaborated with She's younger Like I think 8 to 10 years old 8 to 10 years old yeah. Young girl um, There are a lot of young dancers Especially in the International scene Yeah of course I wouldn't know Who you're specifically Talking okay, about yeah. So I'll, I'll, I will let you know Who it is But okay. h- how do you feel Like you're seeing This young generation Popping out With their own choreographies 
um, okay, if we're talking internationally, first thing is uh, international dancer kids, especially from China, Korea, Japan, y'all crazy. <laughs> You're all next Dude, level. I mean, <laughs> look, look at the way why they're doing this because they got government support. Right. They have a massive government support. They, from they already isn't even. I'm not sure about government support, but I know that the se- the art scene has been fully established. Yes. There is a fully established art scene, and there is a profit and also a growing culture that comes with it. But in the sense that it's because of different cultures, so. Especially in these Asian countries like Korea, Japan, and China, the discipline that they start since they're young, when the kids are already just five years old and they dance better than a lot of dancers locally, are uh, like, uh, but also um like, U.S., U.K., you know, kids start young kind of things. But, um, so when you, I see this, I go, what the heck? Like like how? But looking at it locally, um, I would say that. Dance is being uh, more, uh, people are being more open to dance. So, uh, especially parents, you know, like when I was younger and I wouldn't know anyone else who danced or took dance classes, kind of thing. Like, the, the thought of it is just like, oh, people take dance classes at this I think, age. I think when we're young, right, haven't, haven't seen any people like doing the dance that you're doing, mostly are the traditional dances right, or right. the, you know, the. The tapak tapak dancers. Yes. I don't know what they call traditional it. Traditional like. dancers, yeah. and you would you and there would be formal classes for ballet. Yeah, and all uh, that yeah, ballet more, is normal. Yeah. More, f- uh, I wouldn't say formal, but uh, they've been around longer these styles. Whereas for street dance, there's only recently starting to build up. Recently, like now, I'm working under a uh, few studios, like uh, like uncommon dance studios, and we have junior classes there. Yeah, and I see kids come and they're completely slaying, and they're just like so hardworking. I like. Wow, you know the new generation. Like, even if we don't really see it, it's actually starting to grow. They they are like, they are more open to compare to how we were. We are, we are millennials so. because we are the start of the social media. I mean, yeah, yeah we, we are, are we are we are we are millennials. <laughs> we came when the social media just started booming. Right now, Generation Z is already boom. They know what they're doing. Social media is everywhere. No, I think by the time right, that will be. So normal until that will be a career in the like next ten years, man. Being a social media content creator. Ben said it first. We shall see. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I mean, it's a good thing that you see these young people coming up with this. Mm. Do, do you feel like a bit? Okay, this is a bit. Uh, do you feel threatened? No, not at all. I feel like I I never feel tra- threatened. And I'm if I do, I make sure like I talk to talk to myself. I I I talk to myself in the sense that I should never feel threatened as a. <laughs> as a dancer, you know, because as an artist, uh, when I'm creating, it needs to. We need to bounce off. Energy needs to bounce off. If you feel threatened and competition and other kind of things, then that's not right. So I mean, more of the story, guys. I'm, I just want to say that most of the people in Malaysia, lah, okay, I, I don't, I don't want to speak for other countries, but Malaysia, I can speak, is that they usually fight one another. Mm. If let's say you're uh, okay, I'm a videographer. If let's say you're a videographer, if let's say we have a job, and that, that's the thing. The first thing that comes to mind, right, it was be how can I beat you to get that job? It never comes to in, in my mind is that how can we work together to get this job done quickly, fast, and efficient? That will never come into anybody's mind. I mean, I've seen pe- some people, they, yes, they have they done this a lot. They cannot do the job, they refer to other people, even, even though it's their own competition. And this is the same thing as dancers as well. Like most of the people, I don't know, like, 
veterans who are listening to this or people who's coming up, they should not be threat be threatened. And why? Because of that is that, you know, everybody bounce their ideas. Everybody's different in their own way. I feel like especially for art forms, right? Art form is a constantly growing thing. There's n- even though there is a base, it is evolving. It's always always evolving. Man, last so, time, yeah, yeah, like last time, con- creating content was way different compared to now so much different yeah. so it constantly do need to involve and you need to bounce idea with other creative people like from other creative industry that's how you keep re- being relevant mm. that's, that's the hard- I, like I wouldn't say that competition is bad like competition is really good it, with the right mindset so healthy uh, competition healthy competition is good like, competition should never be about I want uh, I want to beat this person oh, I want so to destroy this destroy this person so they go out of the scene or yeah, something yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. it should always be a I, I want to do better than what this person did and, and that should be people's mindset and uh, just like working to grow on that. Yeah, basically. Cool. Alright, so uh, we talked about um, your ethics, you talked about your uh, share point of view of the younger generations coming up. So let's talk about a little bit of business to it because if let's say people wants to make dancing as a career, okay, how do you monetize it? Or in the sense of people listening to understand a little bit, how do you make money from dancing? Okay, first of all, <laughs> step one. Step one. No, uh, no, mindset one, it is not easy. And I, dancing is not one of those things uh, where you can, uh, like a normal job, I wouldn't say normal, like other jobs where you. This is not a nine to five job, by the way. No, it is not a nine to five job. So you do not work and study really hard and reap the rewards for the rest of your life. It doesn't work that way. You. Dancing is a very passion project, I would say. And it is very much, you have to constantly be on top of your game. And you can take breaks. Must You must take breaks. I'm telling that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you he, must take A reminder breaks. of his Batman looks. Yeah. Like Batman looks. <laughs> That's why I'm like. <laughs> okay. So, uh, we must take breaks. But um, at the end of the day, I feel like dancing, we have to constantly keep working. And how to monetize is... Uh, there's a lot of different methods, I feel, but in Malaysia, it's quite limited because the amount of money you can get from dancing really does depend on a lot of variables who you work under, what what's your position, even how you look and all that, which is not right. But unfortunately, especially in commercial scene, that Okay, uh, here's like a deal breaker. Most of the times when... Okay, I work with commercial people as well. And most of the times that when they're selecting a people, right, even though, let's say, we give two scenarios. One is qualified, but the looks are not good. One is like, so-so qualified, but the looks are top. They always pick for the looks. Because at the end of the day, commercial, they need to look at the right. face. And uh, it, I'm not, it's not... It's not right, actually. It's not right, but it's not wrong. It's just how it is for the, me. Yeah, and, we, we just sing. And, and we have to sort of understand that that's how it is. But even for us, it's not that, that bad. Because like in US, there is even like... For guys, you must be buff. You must know how to flip. For girls, you need to know how to wear heels. You need to have a slender body. You know, dancers in commercial scene are very specific. But in Malaysia, uh, there is a lot of different paths you can go. So like there's the commercial performance scene. where uh, Then there's the entertainment scene. There's the more culture where you go for street dance and you teach or you learn, you know, kind of thing. And... As a dancer, I feel like you should never limit yourself to one. But at the end of the day, it is still a personal preference. But like for me, I feel like I should always involve myself in as much as I can. So like I'm 
in street dance in the sense that I'm teaching and I, I take parts in events. But at the same time, I'm also doing commercial and entertainment because I choreograph for artists and I make sure I bring over qualities from the street dance that I admire into this entertainment scene and not just make it like, kind of attitude. So, and then at the same time, I also like, because of uni and everything, I got involved in a traditional and contemporary slight bit. I'm not the greatest, but I know how to do some sila, I know how to do zapin, you know. Uh, and all these different different uh, things I can learn from help in the sense that it broadens your horizons and you can earn, if you're looking at profit, you can earn more from it because your opportunities are a lot more. So, I mean, when it comes to like quoting your prizes, that's a totally different topic. So, no, if you guys are like interested in, I mean, listening from Ezra because he's done a lot of work, how do you code, how do you price a dance routine? Because, trust me, it's not cheap. It's super, it's really not cheap. Initially, I thought it was just, you know what, just quote me lah. But once I started like really researching, it's not so, it's very complicated to quote a proper dance routine. So, if you guys are interested to know about that, just comment below and we can come up with a uh, topic together uh, for the next podcast that you want to join. But yeah, um, for the sake of um, the listeners, right? If let's say they want to earn the first, let's say, 100 ringgit, what is the first step they should be doing as a dancer? They know, that they know how to dance, they know how to choreograph. So what is the first step they should be doing? Social media. Okay. As 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 uh like ill we shouldn't use social. You know some people go like eh, social media, eh. but honestly, I feel like looking at people around, looking at internationally, social media plays such a big part in building yourself as a dancer. I mean, it's a resource you have. Why not use it? You know, I know it's free. It's free. Instagram. You know, make make content constantly make content kind of thing you know put yourself out there and try to try to reach out and branch out more because like i have a lot of friends who are amazing dancers but they don't they don't make use of social media they only post like maybe one dance thing every month you know uh, while i i'm just like yeah one dancing every week <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i try to make a lot of content as well you know trying to reach out is purely on yourself and you can never rely on people to come to you or what to come to you, you must go to it. So in, in the moral of the story, guys, um, if you guys are uh, well listeners from this channel, right, I discuss about this strategy, it's called a DM strategy. And trust me, most of my works that came from is where I approach people, hey, can I do, I, I've looked at your social media, your video sucks, can I do a, a better video? Do you want to like take a look? Dude, I'm, I'm serious. I straightforward tell them your video sucks. Most of, most of the times, but this is the words I use. And usually they say, okay, I understand my video sucks. What can you do for me? That's where the conversation starts. So if let's say a dancer, right, produce content, it's super fucking free. You have Facebook, you have Instagram, you have YouTube. Don't give a shit about professionalism. Because trust me, Ezra, I've seen your video. When you take videos, right, okay, for me, I'm, I'm a videographer. I look at the quality of the video. Okay, you take from your phone. Do you have anything in your mind of perfectionism when you post out contents? Yo, every, <laughs> almost every time I post up a video, I honestly have something or a lot of things about a video I do not like. Yep. Like, every time I look at myself dancing, it's just like... Like, like you, you get that feeling, oh, that wasn't good enough, you know? But... That's because that's you. You know what's best for yeah, you. Yeah, you, you are your worst enemy. You know right. that. Right. But, and then I'll just like, you know what? Let's just post it out. If I don't like it, maybe someone else will. And most of the times, 
it does get like uh not recognition but people like it you know people like it people people comment and go like oh my god this is amazing i'm like huh? <laughs> see that what's happened like and don't give shit about the aesthetic of your instagram page please don't <laughs> I mean, if you do, then go by all means. But that, that's, that, I don't know, I feel like that puts a very big strain in it. Like, let's, let's say you got something best to post it up, but you have to wait until the aesthetic comes to it. If aesthetic is your thing, work on finding an aesthetic that helps you with your work life as well. But remember this, guys, followers ain't mean shit, okay? You need the real money that is in your bank account, not the followers, okay? Trust me, you will, you, you will notice this when you really making money. I've seen people like, like 400 followers making six figures income <laughs> as a dancer as a dancer as a dancer i i i i don't know how many followers you have like thousand i have i have i don't know six point something okay six thousand okay are, are you <laughs> okay come on six thousand okay no 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 how no. much earning <laughs> no no i can't <laughs> <laughs> so um no but like yeah followers actually don't mean anything but at the same time for for an artist i feel they mean they mean a lot in the sense of that's where your market is and that's how you know you need to start branching out you don't look at it like oh i got 6.5 i'm famous <laughs> but but it's more of, it's more of like every time you post up things that get good attention and you get more followers that means your market just increased you know and that's what's more important as a performer because like you need you you perform for people to watch and especially in the state of the world right now, your social media is where your performance stage is and you need to make use of it, really. Okay, so, you know, that was a good <laughs> good insight. So if you guys haven't been listening properly, re-watch this shit back, okay? Because this is a good shit for if you're a dancer looking to earn money and make this as a career, okay? This guy has done it as well, okay? So follow who has done this shit. Don't follow the fake people that's in social media. Alright. <laughs> okay, so speaking of performance, right, social media, where do you see dancing going in the next future? Because you know, coming up, TikTok has been a very hit thing during the COVID season and people are coming up with weird dance moves which I don't understand how is it so viral. <laughs> I mean, coming from you, right, you, you choreograph some some dance move and some people they call themselves TikTok dancers, they don't even choreograph some of the stuff, they just so where do you see dancing going in the next future? Uh, regarding TikTok, I, I, I don't have anything against it because I do TikToks as well. Um, I, even though even though like there are people, I just feel like there needs to be a very clear image of what full on dancing is and what TikTok dancing is. You know, take I have nothing against TikTok dance because that is the source of how a lot of people are able to like, you know, start dancing kind of thing. Like let's say let's say if I wasn't a dancer and before this I was like, oh very shy, I don't want to dance. You know, kind of thing. Like oh, every dance so hard. But then I saw TikTok and it's it's like, oh, you know, these are simple things that I can follow. And it starts from there. It could start building up dancers. A, a dancer because a future start, dancer. A future dancer basically because like it starts them off at somewhere even though it's really 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 basic and like no groove kind of thing no groove specifically that one <laughs> okay but it starts off somewhere you know it starts building a person's confidence off somewhere and that's what's most important to get into dance it's not like whether you have rhythm or whether you have like i mean those are important or whether you have skill or all that kind of things but at the end of the day is that confidence to take that first step and keep going from there how i see for dance um 
dance has always been growing internationally. I just constantly amazed by so many different dance performances. You know, I look up to so many people like Paris Goebel, Kao Hanagami, Rian from Korea, and I and like uh, Kao Tatin. The the list the list goes on. You know, do some research, guys. <laughs> and and all these people constantly put out amazing things, amazing things. But with how the world is right now and how dance is, especially. Uh, locally, I'm looking at it growing in sense of production-wise. Like, as in, because Malaysia has never been very heavy on production. Uh, if there's good dance performance, there's been a lot of competitions. There's been a lot of performances and all that kind of things. But when it comes to productions and kind of things, people have never taken an extra step until recently because no one had a choice. Alright, <laughs> thank you, Kobe. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Video Rafa getting more jobs as soon. <laughs> hey guys, you know, there's always COVID, not always negative. Uh. There's always a positive thing in COVID as well. But not saying COVID is a good thing, lah. Yeah, uh, but you gotta look for the light. Sanitize yourself. Wear masks. Uh, we, we were sanitized and we're safe. <laughs> yes, yes, this is a very safe environment, you think. <laughs> so, um, yeah, basically. So, uh, I look, I'm looking at it growing in sense of production, you know? Like, I've seen a lot of new things popping up, especially locally, and I'm like, Hey, production-wise, this is growing, you know, so, yeah. Alright, so, um, before we, we end this podcast, right, uh, let's talk about one of your, the commercial works that you've done, especially mm-hmm. a music video. I mean, you've done a lot of videos, right? Uh, um, one famous artist, one international artist, one local artist. Uh, international means the, the black guy. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 fun Colorado. Fact, fun fact, guys, I did some research before uh, this podcast session, so... I know a lot of shit, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I choreograph for Colorado. Yeah, he's, so, he's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about one of the uh, local artists that you uh, did with, which is also a bit international. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys don't know who Elizabeth Tan is, you are living under a rock. Please go search who is Elizabeth Tan. And you actually did this choreo for Elizabeth Tan, right? Like one of the backup dancers, you and your friend. And I was so surprised when I saw that music video. I saw this guy, I was like, this dude, what you know, this dude, is that him? Because he looked different yeah. in that video because a lot of hairstyle, yeah, hairstyle. So I was like, is that the dude from my uni? Is like, hmm, that I I don't know. They put your name in the description. Yeah, I didn't did put it, your name. Did it? Did it? Uh, no, not in the description, but in the credits. Like. Oh, okay. So I wasn't sure, sure, sure until like. I, I watched it the second time. Oh, okay. I know this is Ezra. So, okay. Let's talk about how did that happen. By the way, if you guys are wondering what music video is this, it's called Elizabeth Tan. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how did that happen actually? I've been fortunate. Like, remember what I said about social media? It helps. So, there's this, uh, there's this uh, director and producer combo. Their name is uh, Den House. Dan House Productions is Razlan. Oh, okay, okay, I know that. I yeah, know that. yeah, yeah. Uh, Razan and Adriana. So, uh, Dan House Productions apparently uh, they followed me before. I didn't even know they followed me beforehand, and they've always seen my work, and they've always wanted to do something with my kind of choreography, you know. And then they were just waiting to find the right job. And then when they got this job, they were like instantly what? But here's the funny thing: I almost didn't take the job. Oh my god! Because, no, because it was during a very hectic period, and when they, you know, when you get uh message messages from people that DM, you don't DM. follow, oh, okay, yeah, DM, I, 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 you on Instagram, 
request in being a request, so I never checked my requests <laughs> for a period of time until like I think it was a week later. I saw there was this like. Uh, Razlan texted me and Razlan's like there were like three texts already and the last one was like if you're not interested it's alright don't worry about it I was like huh oh okay so then I dropped the texted dropped my number he didn't even mention what the job was for he's just like hi we have a video we want to shoot and we want you to choreograph for it and at first it seemed a bit shady <laughs> I'm not gonna lie alright so like I got a call from Razlan I called Razlan da, 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 and then he suddenly just like also, it's for Elizabeth Tan's music video. I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> it's not the first music video I worked for, but like, um, because you know, everyone knows Elizabeth Tan uh, at this point. And I was like, holy. <laughs> yeah, so that that's how it happened. And that was really fun to work with. So I love working with Dan House. I love working with Razlan and Adriana. They're so, they respect my vision. Respect my vision as a choreographer and also like they're also just fun to work with, you know? Yeah. So I mean more to the story guys, please read your messages. <laughs> please read your messages. Check, check your message requests. <laughs> Ever since then I always check already. <laughs> but like okay now, to conclude this podcast is that if you wanna make it as a dancer, there's no easy way. But one way you can start is just post up content, man. Social media is the best place for you to get started. And don't look out for jobs to come to you. You, do, you should be looking out for jobs to come to you. As an artist, we need to constantly put ourselves out there. It's not the most comfortable of positions. I Especially when you're introvert. Yeah, I understand because I also get really overwhelmed. But we need, if, if this is the life we choose, we have to put ourselves out there. We take moments to recover, you know, but go back to it. Never run away from it and then just like you know what I'll wait and see for people give me a job it doesn't work out that way alright so hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and thank you Ezra for coming thank you especially in the freaking morning in the middle of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> and I'm waking up with my neck <laughs> I look like a Batman so if you guys enjoyed this podcast uh, do listen to Spotify Apple Music and if you guys want to watch our beautiful faces we'll be in YouTube uh, like this video and also subscribe to the channel it definitely will help this channel a lot and if you guys want Ezra to cover other topics or you want other people to come into the podcast, do comment down below. And as always guys, go out there, discover, connect and inspire. See you guys in the next video. Bye!